Welcome, welcome back. Thank you for tuning into the part two of the prophetic prayer. What is prophetic prayer? We are still on our series, Fervent Prayers. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about the teaching of what prophetic prayer is, and it's anchored in love. First Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. I would say First Corinthians 13, the whole passage is an amazing passage to read, but I'm going to be sharing with you experience prophetically praying today what God led me to do. Uh, and I'm going to walk with you in my time with the Lord so that you can grasp what prophetic prayer is. I think that's the best way I can answer this question. Prophetic prayer is anchored in love. And you're going to find why. I know that First Corinthians 13, 4 to 8 is basically, you know, prayed, uh, prayed about taught about in at weddings a lot but there is such a profound word in there when you look about what prophetic prayer is so i want you to get your bibles your books your pens thank you for listening to the prophetic message that the lord allowed me to release if you listen to it god bless you be in prayer for the world for the nation And hopefully by the end of this prophetic teaching prayer, you are going to be able to then intercede even deeper and intercede to a point where God will tell you other things as well concerning what he allowed me to share. If you have not listened to the first part of this, what is a prophetic prayer? I want you to go and listen to it. Um, You will be blessed immensely. And also being prayer um, for next month, it's we're going to enter into June. I believe it's the half of the year. So be in prayer. You know, we have finally crossed half of the 2021 and pray about the next coming months, right, of what God want to do. So let's go into worship. This worship song is called All I Need by Todd DeWinley. Amazing, amazing worshiper. He has his new album out. It's coming out on June 11th. I want you to go and pre-order it. Listen to this song. It will bless you. It blessed me immensely today. I laid on the floor. I had a carpet uh, ministry right now on the floor. (laughs) Carpet ministry is basically being laid out on the floor uh, in worship for hours, basically. Um, And... Also, I'm going to play uh, You Are Welcome Here by, I believe, Psalmist Rain, and then uh, a song by Embassy Worship. So let's tune in, okay? Just one moment with you gives me all I need. Just one moment with you gives me all I need. Just one moment with you Gives me all I need Just one moment with you Gives me all I need And for
the things that the church were established on, the foundation of the church, that us as a younger generation, that we are not to abandon the foundations of God's church. All right, so that was a song by um, Todd Dwinley. Uh, it's called All I Need. I need you to go and get his new album. He has an amazing sound. I don't know if you know about Todd Dwinley, but if you know, you know he's my favorite. I love his worship. It is such a profound, amazing song. He has a, a new um, album out. It comes out on June 11, 2021. And I want you to go get it. You will not be disappointed he always brings the glory in the room so go on youtube go on itunes go um to different places that you get music and go and look for it because his songs will bring you to your knees he has such a you know when this the the bible says that you know out of the belly flows the rivers of living water basically his belly is flowing worship every time and it's such a anointed worship so he has a song out it's called all i need and that's what i played so go and get his song from itunes pandora wherever you get spotify wherever you get songs um and then i played embassy worship um we bow down also go get their song it's an amazing amazing worship group prophetic group that just sings the heart of god on earth is just amazing so right now, I want us to go into a prayer before we start to look into the Word of God about fervent prayer. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you for your covering, God, at this time. We just ask you for your consuming fire to saturate us, God. We ask you for your consuming fire, Lord, to just penetrate through our minds, our body, our soul, God. In every circumstance, Father, we ask you for your presence. Yes, Lord, we welcome you here at this time for your manifestation, God. We welcome you here at this time for your understanding, God. We welcome you here at this time, Holy Spirit for revelation we want to seek you god we want to find more of you less of us god and more of you so at this time god we open our hearts yes like book lord like the book huh we open our heart like the book that you're showing me right now the book is empty god but you are gonna write on it yes our heart is like the book that is open there is no words on there because you are the work you are the one that holds the pen you are the one that writes it down so father our lives are before you at this time our hearts are before you at this time you are the maker you are the one that speaks and it is so god we pray that lord you will write on our hearts today let the word of god be on our heart today so we will meditate on it day and night that we will not sin against you your word says that lord we are to plant your word in our hearts so father right on our hearts today our hearts are open like the book god and it's empty for you to fill it god with your word which is the truth the light the one that is that has power so father we thank you for your word that is the sword 
And so, God, we ask you to armor us. If our swords are dull today, I pray the Lord, as iron sharpens iron, the Lord, you will send, yes, community around us that will be able to equip us, that will be able to implement what you are trying to do in our lives and help us to activate in the places that you want us to go and even the things that you want us to dwell on, God, and help us to be more like you and less like and, and less of us, Father. So I pray the Lord, let our swords, our swords be sharpened today. Let our swords be sharpened when we go to church tomorrow. Let our swords be sharpened around our community. Let us use the sword of the spirit in our workplace, in the marketplace, God. Let us be able to send the light of, of the Lord upon the earth, Father, through what we get from you. Fill our cups today, God. Let our cups overflow with your word. Let our cups overflow with your peace. Let our cups overflow with your joy. Let our cups, God, overflow with revelation. Let our cups overflow, Father, with contentment. Let our cups overflow with calmness. Let our cups, God, overflow, Father, with blessings and favor and mercy and goodness, Father. I thank you for what it is that you're doing in this season, in this time, and everybody that is listening at this time, and every nation, and every country and every place and every culture that is listening because you are God that does the things in seasons and out of seasons you are still God you do things in your own might and you do things in your own timing so God we thank you and we pray right now we give you permission to come in this time we come against every assignment of the enemy we dismantle, eradicate and burn it down with the fire of God and we ask you for your angels to be descending ascended God to send forth your warrior angels God and even your ministering angels to minister to us as we are able to listen to your word and feed on your word God and be a, a, an open vessel for you to pour your word into us like oil God so we can go out and flow through what what you plant inside of us I thank you and I welcome you I welcome you here Holy Spirit that you will have your way have your way in this place have your way in the places that my sisters and my brothers are listening to the Lord let there be a rhema word that will penetrate somebody's life and change it for the better the things that they came heavy with God they will leave it at your throne because you are the God that does the impossible and so father we seek you today for your will to be done and your kingdom to come and it's in the name of Jesus we do pray amen we need your power, Lord, right here in this room. We need your glory, Lord, right here in this room. We need refreshing, Lord, right here in this room. Right here in this room. We need you, Holy Spirit, right here in this room. Come on and meet us here, right here in this room. Come on and change us now, right here in this room. Come with your power. Don't want to leave here the same right here in this room. Take all the fear away right here in this room. Come on and mold me as clay right here in this room. 
this room. Do your work right here in this room. Do your work right here in this room. Move by your power. Move by your glory, Lord. Change your power, Lord. person lift your voice now to the king of glory if you desire just another touch if you desire more from the Lord
for God to move however he choose. So if you're waiting on another structured song, you're not going to get it tonight. We wanted to build an altar right here in this place. So wherever you are right now, build your altar now. Come on, build it. Build your altar. Some say, I don't know how to build an altar. Wherever there was a place that God spoke or he moved in any way, the people of God built an altar as an honor, sign of honor to him. Wherever God moved or wherever he, he made a way or whenever he did something or whenever he required a sacrifice. And our hearts must be willing to build an altar. Not only where we can bless him for all the things that he's done, but so we can give him everything that he is requiring out of us. So right where you are, build an altar. Go. Right now. Build it. Construct it. Build it. So now um, we've had prayer, we've had worship. Let's go into the teaching of what prophetic prayer is all about. I hope that you listen to the prophetic message on the part one of the what is prophetic prayer. And I hope that you've been blessed so far concerning what we've been teaching about uh, fervent prayer. It is very important to seek the Lord in prayer. That's the only way we can communicate with him, right? Well, that's not the only way, but that's the effective way. We can, you know, write down, you can write down your prayers. You can open your mouth and pray. Uh, God can communicate to you in dreams, in visions. There's a lot of different ways, but for us to be able to communicate to him, we have to go to him in prayer. And so many of us have found ourselves in Mary position where we are before the Lord Instead of busying ourselves with things that, that that don't matter, right? I think that 2020 and even 2021 has showed us that there are a lot of things that we busied ourselves with, with stress, with things in this world, with things that we entertain ourselves with, with people, with places, all these things that were not really important. And we are in that pruning season where we were able to just take some things off our plate. And don't you feel light? Right? You feel light. You feel like you have more time to spend with the Lord. So let's go into this teaching of what prophetic prayer is so that your prayer life can go into another level. When you step into prophetic prayer, your prayer life becomes another, like another dimension, another level in prayer. I remember I used to pray, like how I was taught in school, 
or I would say like um, how I was taught in like Sunday school, uh, how I was taught at church was to have like prayer points, like write this down, write that down. But then I encountered prophetic prayer and that changed my whole prayer life. Uh, prophetic prayer is where I began to understand what prayer burden is all about. It's where I was able to um, be thrust into my different the, the, the different gifts that the Lord has given me. That is where I started to use the gift. It's like I had the gift, but I didn't know how to use it until I stepped into prophetic prayer, prophetic worship. That is where, and also even in praying in tongues, that is where I was able to use the different instruments of gifts that the Lord gave me, or that, that the Lord has given me. So you might be somebody that has gifts. You have gift of discernment, gift of faith, gift of healings, gift of miracles, gift of knowledge, gift of wisdom, gift of prophecy, gift of tongues, gift of interpretation of tongues. I think I might be forgetting one of them, but if I forgot one, you can fill it in. You might have different type of gift of the Spirit of the Lord, but you don't know how to use it. It's in prayer that God cultivates those gifts. It's in worship that God cultivates those gifts. Yeah, you can go to training. It's important to go to training. I went to um, prophetic school. I went to training, and I'm still learning every day. It's important to still learn, read books, you know, read the Bible, read about the different prophets in the Bible, read about the different people in the Bible, study the word, you know, whatever your calling is, if you're a pastor or a teacher, it's good to go into training, to, to, to take classes and all that. But there is a school called the Holy Spirit School. There is, it's called neology, meaning that you kneel before the Lord and he teaches you it's important to go to classes to go seek more you know understanding in those that have pioneered in uh, ministry and have uh, wisdom and knowledge to impart and all that but it's also important to have that carpet ministry I call it carpet ministry because it's where you, it's you and God you are on the carpet you're laid out you're praying you're doing all the te- you, you're learning and you're just encountering the Lord it's important to have that and that's where you get prophetic prayer. You get activated in prophetic prayer. That's where you get activated in prophetic worship, prophetic teaching, prophetic messages. You hear the Lord deeper. And so today we're going to talk about prophetic prayer because we are talking about our prayer series. And I hope that by the end of this, that you will be able to, um, I'm going to have worship at the end. And I want you to take time to really sit and have a moment with the Lord after this teaching because one of the ways to impart into people is to first teach it and then have them encounter the Lord and then they get impartation, especially if the, if I'm not there physically to pray that over you, that you or, you know, impart it upon you, that through the teaching, there's impartation in teaching. For example, if you want people, if you want your church to be Holy Spirit filled, you have to teach about the Holy Spirit. You have to talk about the Holy Spirit, and then everybody who's filled with the Holy Spirit start to pray in tongues, and then and then that is 
cultivating the atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to come in, right? You have to introduce it into the room. And so I hope that when I introduce this, what prophetic prayer is about to you, into your room, into, into what, you know, where you are, into um, what you want to learn from this, what you want to grasp from this, that whatever it is, I don't say that the Holy Spirit will send an angel, a minister angel to minister to you so that you can hear what God is saying so that you can um, be be ready, so that you can be ready and also have confidence in the Lord to be able to do this activating. Because to be able to be activated, you have to act it out, right? And so afterwards, after the teaching, please write things down, what God is telling you, what I don't say. Maybe you get revelation when I'm talking, and then you can write those things down. And afterwards, I want you to, you know, do what I'm saying at the end and literally just have a moment by yourself with the Lord. At least block out an hour. I would say block out 30 minutes or an hour and just have that quiet time. Because I, I really believe that God is going to impart upon you that ability to prophetically pray. Now, being able to pray prophetically doesn't mean that you are a prophet. Everybody can prophesy. It says, in the last days, God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see, uh, will see visions and your old men will dream dreams, right? So everybody has the ability to prophesy. But not everybody is a, a prophet. Okay, or not everybody is in the office of a prophet either. So um, I just want to make that clear. Prophetic intercession is an intimate place. And I'm going to talk about it. So get your pens, your books, and your papers, and everything else. And let's dig in. So now I just want to pray. Father, I just thank you for this time. Lord, we welcome you here. You are um, our chief cornerstone. You are... You reign supreme, God. You are the foundation that we come to. You are the, the, the armor that we seek for. Yes, Lord, we have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the, um, the shoes of peace. We have the shield of faith and we have the sword of the spirit, which is your word. But God, if we have all of this and we don't have you, there is something wrong. And so God, we welcome you here, even with our armor on in the spirit realm. That yes, Lord, you will take over this time that you will impart upon us what we need. That fire of God will come upon those that are thirsty to hear you, to, to, to seek you deeper in prayer. That they are ready to receive that prophetic impartation, to be able to prophetically pray. Not just pray, but Father, they will tarry air. Yeah, yeah. They will tarry at night, God. When you wake them up, when you tell them to wake up, when you tell them to, 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 to intercede, when you show them things, God, they will not run and tell, but they will pray about it before they go and say it, God. They will listen for you, Father. They will have their ears attentive to you. So, Father, I pray for an anointing over the ears of those that are listening to this teaching, God, that at the end of this teaching, there will be an impartation over them, that they will be watchmen and women, God, that you have positioned in this time, that you trust with your word, that you you equip them, that you edify them to be a selfless generation that will come before you in adoration, in truth, in your spirit, God, with all self selfishness placed on the altar and having you, God, fill them, having you, God, speak through them, being laid out for you, God, 
having your agenda before them, Father. Being those that you can raise up at this time and say, pray for this and do this and do that, God, and they will be obedient. So I pray for that right now. I come against every assignment of the enemy. I dismantle it. I eradicate it, burn it down right now with the blood of Jesus. And I suffer completely. I condemn every word that is not like you. I pull it down with the blood of Jesus. And I saturate this podcast with the blood of Jesus. And I pray for your presence, Holy Spirit. I decrease myself that you will increase. Let your spirit be upon me. Let the Spirit of the Lord be upon this uh, podcast. Let the Spirit of the Lord be upon this episode. Let the Spirit of the Lord be upon those that are listening at this hour. Yes, Lord, I pray the Lord you will send ministering angels to them. Yes, you will send impartation upon them. Let the room be filled with your presence. Let the atmosphere shake and quake. Let the Spirit of the Lord ascend and descend upon the room. Let the light of heaven, let the light of heaven, let the light of the Lord shine bright upon them and upon their spaces, God eradicate God everything that's not like you let the light of God shine into their space into their heart yes into their minds into their spirit into your soul into your desires and everything that's not like you prune it out remove it God just as the angel touched the mouth of uh, of Isaiah, father, the prophet, I pray that, Lord, you will send an angel into the room to cleanse them and to touch the, their mouth, to touch the places that you want to change, Father. Yes, just as uh, Jacob wrestled with you, there is a wrestling that is going to be happening. And I pray the Lord, as they intercede in prayer, they wait for you to, to impart upon them, to, to, to hear you, to, to be a, a servant before you, God, after this uh, this message that Lord, as they wrestle with you, God, they will leave changed, they will leave renewed, they will leave restored, they will leave with something that you've given them to be able to cultivate them even more for them to be mouthpieces that will pray, intercede, not gossip, but pray and intercede with the right mind, a right heart, a right mind, a right heart, God, and obedience and faith in their lives. So I thank you, God. Let your will be done, let your kingdom come, and it's in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I do pray. I come against any distraction. Anything that will try to steal their time or steal their um, their focus, I dismantle it right now. I sever it and I pull it out of their spaces right now, God. Let their focus be on you, God, and on what you're sharing at this moment. I thank you, Father, and I bless your holy name. And it's in the name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen. All right, so let's get into our teaching today. Um, I talked about... Hezekiah's prayer as our first um, episode for the fervent prayer um, about how Hezekiah handled what the prophet came and told him that God is saying he should um, get his basically his uh, his house in order because he's about to die and Ezekiel turned to the Lord and prayed to God and cried and just let his heart out to the Lord and afterwards God gave him long life God added to his life uh, so he was able to live longer than um, he was um, prophesied to so that means that we can pray our prayer can change things you know can change the heart of God Um, we see that concerning Abraham right Uh, with Sodom uh, and Gomorrah, we see that with even Elijah, you know, prayed for rain and to to stop, you know, and then prayed for rain to come. So your prayer is important. When it says that the prayers of a, you know, a righteous person avail much, it means 
the right thing. It does work wonders. Um, and so you have to be expecting to see your prayer answered. And that's one of the things is that we don't expect. And that's what faith comes in. You got you to gotta have faith that what you say, God hears you. And if he hears you, then he's going to do it according to his will for you. Especially if you don't have the gift of faith, sometimes it's hard. Uh, I remember when I did not when I I did not know I had the gift of faith. I would pray ridiculous prayers. When I say ridiculous prayers, like I'll pray faith prayers, like things that were extreme. And even for myself, sometimes I'll be like, "Whoa, you know." But I believe the Lord that I serve. He's he he created everything in this world, so everything belongs to Him. So why not ask my Father for what I need or what? you know, I, I want or what he wants for me. Cause you know, when you spend time with the Lord, your heart desire is his heart desire because you become like him. And so if you become like him, what he desires for you becomes your desire. You know, many times I think even think, think for yourself before you entered into salvation, before you entered in a relationship with God, you had your own desire but the more you spend time with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the more you spend time with God, who is Abba Father, you really started to, you know, have desires that are not like how you used to be. The things that you used to do, you would never do it any- anymore now. Why? Because you have become one with God and you have had a transformation. A change has happened. And so when you pray... You start to pray the Lord's heart for you. You start to pray the Lord's heart for people, which is why, you know, prophetic prayer is so important is because what, you know, prophetic prayer is basically you stopping praying and the Holy Spirit taking over. And sometimes it comes in a burden, like you have a burden to pray. I remember this week, um, I put on prophetic worship as I was about to leave the home and as I was about to leave, I put on worship and I was thrust into intercession for like an hour. I was here praying, worshiping. And the thing is, I was about to go out and go, you know, go to work. But because I, um, I put on a specific worship, I was thrust into it. And so what happens is that in prophetic worship, you, you do feel the burden. I had the burden on me. I had a burden to pray. And I knew I was going to, you know, I, I need to go to work. But the thing is, the Lord worked it out. I got to work on time. That's how it is. When, I, when you answer the Lord in prayer, when you answer when he tells you to pray, maybe wake up at 2 a.m. or 5 a.m. and pray, or 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. before you go to bed and pray, he has the time in his hands and you will get to what you're supposed to do on time and so i had to pray in tongues for like for some time i didn't know what i was praying about but i knew i was called to pray in tongues at that time you never know your obedience could stop an accident in zimbabwe or in canada or even in your own city or your own state or even in your own family or even for yourself. You never know you could have been you know, interceding for yourself before you went out. Or you could have been interceding for yourself before you went to bed. So nothing happens to your, 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 you know, your company. Nothing happens to your family member. You never know why. So whenever you feel the burden to pray, 
press in and pray. So today I want to talk to you guys about um, something that happened today. Uh, you know, I had and, and I had a, uh, a whole message I wanted to talk about. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about that later on because I feel this message so heavy. Um, it happened in the morning as I was praying, uh, you know, and on here, Mimi's message, I'm very transparent and because I want to, you know, allow you to experience uh, what prayer is about and what relationship with God is like, you know, because you, you don't really get a lot of people share experiences with um, audiences that are very open, like, you know, as in relationship with God you know, uh, it's very private, but I want to open some certain things up for you. And I'm going to share a testimony about prayer so that you can, um, know how God answers prayer and, and, and the fact that he does answer prayer. So at the end, I'm going to talk about the, um, testimony, but I want to talk to you about this morning. I'm, um, there was something that was happening and, um, I had to deal with a confrontation. One thing about me, I don't like confrontations. I, I, I would rather pray to the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit to deal with the person or to deal with that or to deal with the issue than to confront somebody. Um, and if I have to confront the person, I will be praying a lot and really like dissecting how to talk to the person without coming off rude or without, you know, being... Um, without basically destroying the person's heart or person's faith or even the person's confidence, basically. So I remember, you know, I really had this um, this confrontation I needed to have. I needed to have it. And so I had this on my mind, and I was just going tossing and turning, you know, every night. I'm like, Lord, what do I do, you know? And I, and I last night, I prayed. I was like, Lord, I need you to give me the revelation, what I need to do in this situation. So I woke up this morning and I just lay there. I, just, I was just still, right? I was just still in front of him, not, you know, saying anything. I was just quiet, wanted to wait for the Lord to talk to me. And that's the thing about prayer, that there's certain parts of prayer where you become quiet. You become still. Because sometimes when you pray so much about things, and, you know, I talked about last week, I talked about how to discern the voice of God versus the voice of the enemy. So that is where you become quiet and hear the voice of God. Sometimes he would tell you to, you know, look at a sermon or sometimes a song will be sent to you. Somebody might send you a sermon or a, a passage. Most of the time he'll tell you open to this part of the Bible, you know, or, or he will tell you, get up. I'm going to show you something. Uh, so there's so many ways and, and prayer is a, a, a dialogue. It's not a monologue. You don't just pray, pray, pray. And, and then that's it. You got to wait to hear the Lord speak back to you. And so as I was laying there, you know, I was just waiting for that revelation. She just, you know, for the Lord to just drop it on me. Right. And I was laying there and immediately, like after some time, I got the revelation. I got the revelation of what God wanted me to do. God wanted me to address the person, write them, you know, a message and send it to them. And when I did that, when I did that, I had such a peace. Immediately, I felt peace. And that's the thing. When you pray to God and God answers you, you will feel peace about it when, when he tells you to do something. 
But I want to talk about this. The enemy will come with all the things right after God tells you. And so what happened was I felt peace. But then within a second, within some minutes, this feeling came. And I was like, what is this? I, I, I kept like, I'm like, Lord, I, I did what you told me. I, I, I'm good with this. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. If anybody had this issue, this is what I would tell them to do. So why, what am I feeling? What is this? And in my place, I have the Bible verse, 2nd, uh, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 13 on my wall. And I was laying there, you know, on my couch. And then I, I felt to look at the scripture I have on my wall. And God said, I want you to go by each line, line by line, and go through. So first, I read the whole scripture that's on my wall. And then as I was sitting there, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to basically each line, go line by line and ask yourself if you were experiencing this, if, if you were this way toward the person, when you emailed the person, when you messaged the person, when you called the person, you know, when you interacted with the person, whatever it is, use each line of First of First Corinthians 13 to reflect how you're feeling right now concerning the person's relationship with you or the person's interaction with you, uh, more so interaction with you. And so as I was laying there, I looked at it, and let's look at First Corinthians 13. It says, um, Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or clinging symbol and that's important even you know sometimes when you pray in tongues there are tongues that you can sense the anointing and then there are tongues where you can sense it's just loud noise if you're somebody who has a spirit a, a gift of discernment you can discern the anointing when people talk um and so that's what it says if you don't have love then in your heart for people, for God, for, for the, the things of God and the people of God, then you basically talking in tongues is, is, is noise in the ears of the Lord. But, you know, on my wall, um, it's first, it's first Corinthians 13, four to, um, I'll say First Corinthians thirteen. Um, I'll say, yeah, four to four to eight. Yeah, four to eight. That is what's on my wall, and so the Lord turned me to look at that specifically. And I know, you know, somebody's probably, probably saying, this has nothing to do with prayer, but I want, I want you to hear me because this is very important. This is something that happened to me today, and God is literally showing me to, to teach about this concerning prayer. You can never pray for somebody um, effectively if you don't love them. 
What do I mean? You have to pray for a place of love, a place of a, a place of you want to you want to see a change happen in the person's life. Because we, you know, we pray for ourselves because we love ourselves. We want we want favor, we want blessings, we want prosperity, we want we want health, we want this, we want that, right? So we pray for ourselves. When you start to pray for other people, when God starts to put you on the watch, become a watch woman, a watch man, to, to, to tell you about nations, to pray for nations, it's because he first look in your heart and see the heart that you have for him, the heart that you have for his people, and the heart that you have for what he's doing. Before God started to show me flags of the world when I'm interceding and praying, he would start to show me flags, you know, and be like, I need you to pray for this country. You know, oh, he told me the country name and I'll start praying and, and I'll start prophetically praying, you know, and I'll feel the burden in that place. If it's famine, I'll feel the burden. And then he would show me visions. It's because he sees that I have a love to see people find him, be led to him, to see people's life change for the better, right? And so God will invite you into that prophetic prayer realm where you start praying and the Holy Spirit start praying through you. Because when that happens, you become, you become selfless. The only way the Holy Spirit can take over you is when you limit yourself so that he can be upon you. So that he can be in you and through you and work through you. And so people who are not um, able to limit themselves so that the Holy Spirit can take over. Um, they have a hard time being used to the, to the extent that God want to use them. And that comes with having love for the Lord more than yourself. Having love for the agenda of the Lord more than yourself. So today I'm talking about prophetic prayer. Uh, and so as I was praying, I was, you know, prophetic prayer is when you come, you don't have anything written down. You just come into the place that you're, you're praying and just let the Holy Spirit tell you what to do. So as I, you know, as I got here, as I got into, um, you know, my place, I remember I was worshiping in the bathroom. I was just playing song and I was worshiping and I heard the Lord say, I want you to go sit down. So, you know, he told me, go sit down. So, um, eventually I went and sat down and I lay down and then I, I and then I, I propped my head up. And that is when I saw the, um, uh, the love scripture on the wall. If I never obeyed him telling me to go sit down, I would have never paid attention to the to the wall um, scripture. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what prophetic prayer is about. Because after that, he put me in a prayer time to pray. Prayer is being obedient to the little instructions that God give you. To be able to intercede. Because God will not give you the next thing to do until you, he, you do the first thing that he told you. When, he, when I was in the bathroom, he told me, go sit down. Right, I had to sit down ex ex exactly where he wanted me to sit, the room that he wanted me to sit at. I knew where he was showing me to go sit, and so I went and sat down and I saw it. And I want to look in First uh, Corinthians thirteen, you know, one to um, I would say one to eight. 
one to, I'll say one to nine. But I want you to hear this, that without love in your heart, it's hard to pray. Have you ever prayed for somebody that you do not like? You know, the Bible says that pray for your enemies, pray for those that misuse you. Do you know why? Because when you start to pray for people, you start to have a love for them. You, have, you start to have a love to see them change for the better. Even though you, you might not like them at a certain time, God will put such a, a love in your heart for the person. The more you pray for them, that, they, that you feel a, um, a desire to see them be better. And that's why he says, pray for your enemies. Pray for those that misuse you. Because when you do that, you are standing in a place of love instead of hate. Right? Because you cannot combat hate with hate. You can only combat hate with love. Oh my God, that is so good. I didn't even think about that until right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to, 8, 1 to 9. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have, but have not love, I have become sound and brass or a clanging uh, symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but, not, but have not love, I am nothing. And that is true. That is so true. One of the fruit of the Spirit is love, which is why it's important. If you are somebody, you know, like they're talking about prophecy right here. Right here. So they're talking about prophetic people. If you're a prophetic person and you have the gift of the Spirit, it's so important to have the, the fruit of the Spirit. It's like having a tree and you don't have any fruit. Oh, my Jesus. And I, I, I thank you, Holy Spirit. It reminds me of when Jesus cursed the fig tree. It didn't have any fruit, right? He, he cursed it. He's like, you're not gonna pro- you, you are not going to be alive. You are not. He cut it down, right? He said, you're not going to be standing here anymore because you're taking up space. You're not profiting. So having the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, patience, peace, um, forbearance, meekness, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, you have to have that. It's like having a, a house and you don't have, you know, furniture in it. How are you going to use it, right? So the, the, gift of, the gift is your house and the furniture is the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. And that is the most important one, right? It starts out with love first. And so it says, if a prophet or somebody who's, who can prophesy, have the gift of prophecy and have the gift of faith and even miracles to, to, to tell a mountain to move, right? And they don't have love in their heart. They are nothing before the Lord. And that's why God says that, you know, when you come before him and you say, oh, I, you know, I drove out demons in your name and I, 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 I'm, you know, I did this and I did that. He will say, I knew you not because you did not walk in love. You, you did not walk in the fruit of the spirit. So let's continue to read. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to, the, to, be, bur- to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. If you do all these serving and all these good things, but you don't have love, you're just doing it just to do it. You know, it's basically useless, right? Uh, four. And this is where... Uh, I have on my wall is First Corinthians thirteen four to eight. Love suffers long and is kind. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. 
does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, it is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fall, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in parts and we prophesy in parts. I want to look, I want to spend time in what God was leading me to today, which is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. So as I was sitting there, God was like, I want you, and I'm, I'm going with you, you know, line by line, what was happening. Because I want you to see what prophetic prayer is. You don't come with a sheet of things that you want to talk about. You come with your sheet empty. Oh my God. Remember when I prayed this morning, uh, when, when I was praying uh, our introduction prayer? That was a prophetic prayer because when I started praying, I did not know what I was going to pray about. And I, I and God showed me the book. Remember, I kept saying, I see a book and the book is empty, right? It's nothing on it. God is going to write on it. And right now, that is what God is tying it together. That when you come before him in, in, in a way to pray, you have a book that is empty. And that's why it's important to take journals with you when you go pray, when you do intercession. God will start to scribe to you what to write down. And that is what prophetic prayer is. You don't have anything written down. You, you, don't have an, you, you might have something in your heart that you want to pray about, but you ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? Sometimes you say just sing. Sometimes you say just be still. Like this morning. Sometimes you say Re- read this chapter. Sometimes you just say play this song. You know, it's you flow with what God is telling you to do. Sometimes for me, he says go sit down. Because I want to show you what you need to look at. To be able to answer what you are looking for. And so, um, like I said, this is what happened. I After I did what God told me to do, I felt this this emotion I was like this is not it did not feel good at all and that was the enemy and the Lord the Lord said look to the scripture on your wall go through each one so I asked myself love suffers long and and is kind so I asked myself was I kind with the person mm-hmm yes check that off love does not envy I asked myself am I envying no okay Check off. Love does not parade itself. Was I parading myself? No. I toler- I tolerated some things. So, no. Check off. Uh, it's not puffed up. No. Check off. Okay. Does not behave rudely. Was I behaving rudely? No. Check off. And one thing, I went through the whole process. And I literally took that issue and I went through each line of First Corinthians 13, um, 4 to 8. And so I don't know who this is for, but whatever issue that you're going through right now, maybe it might be you and your husband or you and your wife, if you're a man that's listening, or you and your kids, and or you and your job, or you and your company, you and your community, what you and your, you know, maybe you and God, I don't know. Whatever it is that you're going through, I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, and literally take each um, section of it. And ask yourself questions concerning you, how you reacted, and concerning the person, how the person is reacted. And then ask yourself where where you stand and if what you're doing is right.
And so after I went through it, I lay there and I felt a little better. I was like, okay, I'm, I wasn't rude. I, you know, I, I was kind. You know, I, I uh, endured some of the things that the person was doing. And over time, I had to really address it. You know, so I was patient. Yeah, you know, um, I didn't think of no evil. You know, um, I bared it well for the time being uh, until it got to an excess area and I needed to address it. You know, so... I went through all of that, and as I was laying there, I was like, okay, I feel a little better, but what is, what is up? What is the other thing that's happening that I don't see yet? And then the Lord showed me. It was guilt. The, it was guilt. It was the spirit of guilt was trying to creep in. And I was like, why do I feel guilt? It's because sometimes when we do what God tells us to do, the enemy will come with doubt, with guilt, with uh, shame, with all these different, um, with double-mindedness. You know, the enemy will come with so many things, but you have to discern it and quickly put it down. For example, if you're a parent, right? Let's think about it this way. If you're a parent, and your child is doing something wrong. Most parents know that you don't, you don't glorify the wrong thing that your child is doing, right? You glorify what you're doing, you're doing right. And also you speak truth into their life. So let's say your child is, you know, dressing very seductively, right? And that's the kind of style that they're into. And instead of, you know, being extremely harsh... You will talk to them like, oh, wow, you are so beautiful. You are so modest. I love how modest you are. I love how beautiful you are. You know, when they wear certain outfits that are modest, you're like, I like it when you dress like this. It's so cute. You know, we can, we can be twins, you know. We can get the outfit together. Like, you um, encourage the good behavior. And then the bad behavior you don't encourage, Right? Sometimes when you do that, the enemy will come and try to put guilt in you like, oh, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't be um, telling your child to dress this way because you are, you know, I don't know, like you're trying to change, change who they are or you're not allowing them to be who, you know, they want to be. But you honestly know that your child is not supposed to dress like that because it's not proper it's not you know being being in purity it's not being modest so you have to then go back to the word to are you are you walking in in what you're doing are you walking in love toward your child or maybe your husband or maybe if you're a man your wife how are you reacting to the person are you reacting to the person in love because the enemy will want to put guilt like oh you you did not say this right or you, you did not do this right you know and guilt is not from the Lord, right? It's not. So the moment I, I basically cast out that spirit of guilt, I commanded it to go. I basically served myself from it. I was like, I condemn you right now. I cast you out in Jesus' name. Immediately, I felt better. That is what prophetic prayer is. Is that you find out the issue. And this is not just toward yourself, but toward other people too. The same thing could happen where I could be, you know, praying or interceding for somebody. And maybe somebody's, you know, marriage has an issue. And I could be sitting there praying. 
And I'm like, okay, God, what do I do? And God will be like, okay, I need to stop worshiping. Oh, I, I need you to sit down. I want to show you something. And then God will show it to me. Okay, I need to pray about this. Okay, good. I feel good about it. What's happening? Why do I still sense there's, you know, issues? And then I'll ask the Lord, well, what's going on? And then the Lord will tell me, you know, there's strife or there's anger or there's jealousy or there's this or there's that. I don't come with my agenda or saying, oh, I think it's this and this in the first place. No, I come with an open book, open heart, open to receive whatever the Lord wants to tell me. And that's what prophetic prayer is. So at the end, I realized that the enemy was trying to put guilt in me. And I'm like, no, we're not doing this today. Mm Mm-mm. And so I prayed it away. I had to figure it out. I had to literally like figure it out with the Holy Spirit being my helper. Because he's a paraclete, right? He helps. He's a comforter. He's a teacher. He will reveal all things. There is nothing that the Holy Spirit will not reveal to you if he needs to. But you have to ask the Lord, what is it? Because I, I want to pass through this. I want to pass through this, this feeling that I'm having. I did the right thing. I, I did what God told me to do. But what was this? That was the enemy coming in. Right to cause me to basically feel horrible, but that's not of the Lord. Right? It's like, for example, for example, if God has told you to sever a relationship, God has told you to let go of somebody in your life that is not doing well for you, that is not that is not leading you the right way, because bad company corrupt, corrupts good judgment. And so, finally, you you probably have known this person for years, right? And God has told you it's time for you to release that person because. He's trying to bring more, you know, more people into your life or, or your, your, your uh, identity or your, your, the way that you're going. It's not good. You are doing things in the world and you are, you're doing that and you're doing that. And God is like, no, no, no. I want you to remove yourself from these people. And that has happened to me many times where God has told me, I, I need you to let go of this person because I, I, I want to grow you. I want to mature you. I, I, I want to bring somebody else in your life. Or, you know, the person is not, it's not serving you well. It's, they are not benefiting you. The moment you obey God, you start to feel guilty. Like, oh, you know, you've known the person for so long. You, sh- you should never um, have, you know, en- ended the relationship. But you obey the Lord. And so you obey the Lord, and that's what you did, and you felt peace about it. But then all of a sudden, the enemy comes in with guilt. It's like, oh, no, you shouldn't have done that. But no, that's why you have to quickly discern, and that comes with prayer. And that's why everything that you feel, you have to ask the Lord, is this you, or is this me, or is this the enemy? What's happening here? And the Holy Spirit will show you. And so I had to basically uh, suffer that um, guilt, and that was not from the Lord at all. Guilt is not from the Lord. And that's why I did one of the, um, you know, podcasts about how to discern the voice of God from the voice of the enemy. Because to be able to prophetically pray, you have to discern what voice you're listening to, right? That's why I, uh, the Lord led me to do that. I was like, why is the Lord leading me to uh, teach about, you know, how to hear his voice from the enemy? Not knowing that he was about to, you know, tell me to talk about this, to talk about prophetic prayer. To be able to prophetically pray, you got to hear the Lord, right? And so what I'm, I want to leave you with is that when you're praying, you have to come from a place of love, a place of love, because that is when your body starts to sense how another nation feels. That is how your, your, your mind 
That's how you start to see in the, in the realm of the spirit. You know, when even even in your dream realm, I remember when uh, in October when God was showing me what was going to happen in the world. Uh, he took me, and I shared this already uh, last year, but he took me in my dream realm. He took me to um, a building, a very huge building. It was like almost like, you know, uh, apartment buildings that are like very tall and big. And I remember I was standing there, and I was standing like on the ground, and I was I was like a little bit far from the building. But the building had no doors. The building had like rooms, and the, and the doors were open. And there were lights in every room. And there were beds. It was like a hospital. Like a big hospital. But it's actually like an apartment. Like a big apartment. And all I saw was like people like connected to IVs. And some of them had masks on. And also what I saw was like um, people like coughing a lot. And some people like laying there like really out of, um, out of breath. To, to, they just looked like they were about to die. And it was a lot. It was like a million of them. And I could hear them from where I was. I could hear them. I could see them. And immediately I felt so, such a, oh my goodness, what's happening? And it was, uh, all of them were like um, white and they were like Chinese. So when I woke up from my dream, I knew this was like China. Because I, I, you know, how they looked. And um, you know, their uh, appearance look like they're, they're from China or from um, uh, either China or Japan or Korea, right? One of them. And so when I woke up, immediately I felt such a heaviness of um, sadness. What I felt in my dream, I felt it for them. My heart was, was, was basically in pain for them, you know. I didn't understand the whole process, what was happening, but I, what I saw in my dream realm, I felt the, 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 the sadness, the, the, the pain. And that is what prophetic prayer is. You feel the pain of the people when you're praying for somebody in front of you. You know, when you've see, ever seen a prophet prophesying, for me personally, um, uh, I, I start to cry and, and, feel, and feel emotional when I am doing like uh, deliverance or um, healing, mostly healing, uh, or when I am um, praying over somebody and telling them about their future, especially when they, they think that, you know, they've messed up so much that God is not going to use them. Um, that is when I am very emotional. But normally when I'm prophesying on somebody, um, they are the ones crying because prophecy is also healing. It's healing for the soul, the mind, and the spirit. You know, it heals. Because Jesus is a healer, right? Jesus is a healer. The spirit of prophecy is basically the evidence of who Jesus is, right? And so... You have to have love for the people. You know, like how Jesus said, I have compassion for the people. He told the disciples, heal them. You know, um, he told the disciples, feed them. He told, you know, they brought, they brought the people to him because he had compassion for them. He had love for them. 
to be able to pray prophetically, you have to have love for the person. Now, it might not be overnight. I have prayed for somebody that has really, like, talked about me, mistreated me. I remember, I will never forget, the first time I ever truly prayed for my enemy. I was at my my bed, you know, and I I was crying. And the person did me really dirty. Um, And I was, and, and I heard the Lord say, pray for them. And I was like, what? Pray for them. And so I, I basically kneel on the floor near my bed and I prayed with tears on my face. And I sincerely prayed because the Holy Spirit helped me pray. I was like, Holy Spirit, yeah, you have to help me pray. And so I prayed sincerely out of love for the person. And my heart was healed. I wasn't angry anymore after I prayed. That's the thing about prayer. It heals your heart. It heals you too. So if you're angry at your husband, if you're angry, if you're a man and you're angry at your wife, you know, you're angry at somebody at your church or your job, at your community, your family, just pray for them. Prophetic prayer is so powerful. That's why I never, I, I, don't, I normally don't write things down. I just go and, and I start praying and the Lord would lead me. Sometimes he'd be like, you know, there's something else left. There's something in your heart you want to pray about. And I started praying in tongues, you know, and the Lord would start to show me. So I, wanna, I want you to, every day, look in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. Think of that person that you want to pray for. To be prophetically inclined to hear the Lord. It is hard. If you're a prophet, if you're somebody who has a gift of prophecy, it, anybody will tell you this. If it is hard to prophesy on somebody you don't like, any prophet, I, I kid you not, you can ask any prophet, can you prophesy on somebody you hate or somebody you don't like? Because you will not be able to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying because your heart is clouded toward that person. So God want to deal with the heart. When it comes to prophecy, when it comes to praying prophetically, you have to have a heart that is filled with love. Now, you might not have a love that is filled with love overflowing, but the, the more you start to pray for the person, maybe you might start off like, oh, God bless them. You know, that, that's a start. That's a start. Then you can go into, God, I pray that you help them. You, you deliver them. Then you go into God, I pray that, Lord, you help bring community around them to help them to live a better life. Then you go into, into prayer, God, I pray that you restore that person's life, that person's faith. Then you go into deeper. And do you know why you go deeper? Because the, you, your heart is start to heal. And that now you can pour out of your heart because you can hear the Holy Spirit's uh, words to you concerning the person. But because your heart was was uh, without love toward that person or toward that situation, you went, you didn't have a, an open heart for uh, you to hear. Basically, it's like the book. Your your book was filled. There was no space there because all of the issues that you have concerning that person or that place is on that page. So God cannot add anything else. So prophetic prayer starts with love. If you want to be somebody that God can tell you to pray for a nation. You know, and also, prophetic prayer comes with one, obedience, love, and also being able to be trusted by the Lord. There is a lot of things that people who are intercessors pray about. 
watch men, watch women pray about that. That they um they didn't they do not post it on Facebook. They do not post it anywhere because it's a sacred place. See, I would never talk to anybody about what I just shared with you concerning, you know, what I had to encounter this morning with the Lord. Because that's between me and him. And that same goes. There are so many people, honestly, like right now, there are so many intercessors in the world right now, right now, that God has. That is probably praying for, you know, Travis Green. There are times that the Lord has told me to pray for Travis Green. There are times that the Lord has told me to pray for certain pastors that are worldly known. There are things that God will show you to pray about concerning people. But can he trust you to not go on, on in the internet, go on the website and be like, Oh yeah, God told me about T.D. Jakes. God told me about this prophet and this apostle. No. Because if you do that, God will not tell you anything else. There, there are so many famous people. And even thank you, Holy Spirit. And one of the things that the Lord is showing me to share is there was a time where I was listening to a song. I was worshiping and this worshiper came on. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but this worshiper came on and immediately I was thrust into prayer. And I I started to pray for that, that worshiper. Like I was prophetically praying for that worship. There were things that I was saying. I was I did not know any of those things about that person, but I was obedient one. And I prayed out of a place of love. What does it mean to pray out of a place of love? To decrease yourself and let the Holy Spirit flow through you in any way that he needs to. Selflessness means that you're putting, you're thinking about somebody else. I could have stopped and gone and eat. I could have stopped and gone and, you know, did whatever I wanted to do. But I knew that I was in a place of interceding for that person. I don't know that person personally. You know, I know that they are famous, but I don't know them. But yet God used me to pray for that person. And the things that he was telling me, I was, I was like, whoa, okay. Oh, wow, amazing. All right. And I was just praying how, what, what the Holy Spirit was telling me to pray. And after all of that, after, you know, the prayer ended, what, what the Holy Spirit was leading me to pray, I went on that person's page to see what I was talking about because, you know, that was a lot I was, I was praying about. And when I went, exactly, I saw what the person was doing, you know, and I did not follow that person like on a personal, you know, like I don't look on their, on their page. And so I didn't even know that the person, you know, um, had this type of ministry and had this type of, like, I didn't know what they, they were doing. And even the things that I was praying about later on, I started to see and manifest, you know, but I didn't go on Facebook and, oh, yeah, this famous person, this is what God is telling me, this is what's going to happen in their lives. I would never put that on Facebook or on Instagram or even tell the person until the Lord himself tell me, I need, I need you to release it to that person because I want you to minister to that person because that will heal that person's heart, will give them reassurance, confirmation, will edify them. Do you understand? So God has to be able to trust you with what he's showing you. There is a lot that God has shown me about people that I don't even know personally. That are in, you know, on platforms and, and in the world and countries. 
but I will not share it until God tell me. So that's one of the part of prophetic prayer. So if you want to prophetically pray, and any, and anybody can prophetic prophetically pray. Anybody, you don't got to be a prophet to prophetically pray. It's only sub. It, it's just submitting yourself to the Lord, submitting yourself to the Holy Spirit, submitting your ears, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your body, your spirit, your soul. Literally submitting it to the Lord for Him to flow through you. Your mouth, your tongue to Him. And having the faith to believe that what you're praying is true and it's going to happen. And being trustworthy. There are many times. One, I remember I will share this. One time I was praying and I saw a vision of this girl. I'd never met her. But I saw a vision of her. A couple days later, I met her in person. That was the Lord prophetically showing me who she was. So when I met her, I would know how to interact with her. That is what prophetic prayer is. Because when you come with your own agenda before the Lord, you miss out so much. That's why I honestly don't like um, prayer points. I don't. You know, I I stopped praying prayer points a long time ago. Unless like I'm praying for myself. And, you know, even, even when I'm praying for myself, I let the Holy Spirit lead me in what to pray about. Because, you know, he knows when to pray for this and when to pray. Like, if, if I need something, I'm like, okay, God, this is what I need, blah, blah, blah. But if there are, like, certain things, the Holy Spirit will never, even the things that I forget to pray about, the Holy Spirit will, the Holy Spirit will, will remind me to pray about it. That is how powerful the Holy Spirit is. That's how powerful prophetic prayer is. And so... I want you to, this, this, this week, this week, whatever issue it is, I want you to read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, just how the Lord led me to do today. And I want you to go before the Lord. I feel my hands on fire. I feel like there's an impartation about to happen. When you actually do this, there's going to be an impartation happening. When you go before the Lord this week, just pick one day out of this week where you don't have prayer points. Just go wherever you go to pray. Maybe in your prayer closet, or your, you know, near your bed, you know, wherever you pray in your car, wherever you pray in your living room, your kitchen, wherever you pray in your office, wherever you pray in your church. Go with nothing. Just go and, and then listen to what God want you to do. He might tell you worship, you know. If you don't know how to step into prophetic prayer, these are two things. You can either start speaking in tongues. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you can start praying in tongues. Or you can start with worship. And then then the Lord will lead you from there. It always set the motion. It always set the tone. It always set the atmosphere. So go with nothing. No agenda. Just nothing to, nothing to say and let the Holy Spirit fill your page of what to pray about. Trust me, you will live with more confidence in what you prayed about. You will live with more faith. Prophetic prayer builds your faith. You will live with more assurance. You will, I feel the Lord, I feel, oh my God, my hands is on fire. My ears are on fire. You will feel more um, at peace when you prophetically pray. I love to prophetically pray for people because I remember this lady, I was praying for her. And after I prayed, she's like, oh my gosh, every single thing that was concerning that person 
you touched on it. And I was like, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. That's what happens. The Holy Spirit will tell you what that person needs more than you will. You know, you don't, I, I, I don't ask the person, hey, what do you need? I would just let the Holy Spirit tell me what I need to pray for that person concerning. And when you start to do that, your other gifts will be activated. And prophetic prayer is where you start to see in the realm of the spirit. If you are a seer, your vision will start to be activated because your faith is being built, right? If you are somebody who hear the Lord, you start to hear God. You start to even hear the wind of God. The fire of God will be on on you. You know, you start to hear scriptures. You will be here conversations. Yeah, it can happen. Uh, you start to to smell. I remember. I remember my first smell. I said I started to smell like smoke, and then I remember one time I was praying, and the Lord told me, uh, you know, I, I was praying, and what happened was I started to smell men's perfume, and I was like, it was like two a two a.m. in the morning, and I was praying. I was on a, a prayer watch. I was, you know, uh, praying, you know, alone. And I started to smell men's perfume. I was like, why am I smelling men's perfume? And the Lord said, I want you to intercede for men. And then he went further. I want you to intercede for black men. That was, what, that was like before, you know, the black lives matter thing. You know, so when you're praying and you are yielding yourself to the Lord, there are things that are going to be happening around you that are going to be like, oh my goodness, I was just praying about that. And God literally like, this this was happening. You, be, you you come to a place where you're not surprised what 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 is happening in the world. You might even not watch TV and you still know what's going on because you prophetically pray. The shootings that is happening, God showed me that already. Why? Because he he allowed me to see it to pray about it. The shootings that happen. I never went on, on, on Facebook and said, you know, this is what's happening. Because God did not tell me to do that. He told me to pray about it. And that's it. Until he tells me, Bernice, I want you to you know, share it. I share it. Majority of the time, he tells me to share it. And I do. But you have to be yielding to the Holy Spirit to hear what he wants you to do. And I feel like God is saying, you know, more. I should share more so that I can have other people intercede as well. And also... Um, you know, warn people. So that's why I share my prophetic, you know, uh, encounters with the Lord. And also I share what God is telling me because he wants you to know so that you can also prepare yourself and pray. It's like, you know, John the Baptist saying, you know, there's a, there's a, the son of God is coming. The son of God is coming. He's coming. There's a man that's coming. Yes, you know, he baptized with water, but he's going to come and he's going to baptize with fire. Right. If John the Baptist never went and paved the way and said, hey, there's a man coming. There's a, you know, the son of God is coming. Jesus is coming. The Messiah, you know, nobody will be looking for the Messiah. And sometimes you are the one that is the John the Baptist that's going to say there's this coming. There's this coming. But you have to know when to talk and when not to talk. And that's the thing. Before you talk, you got to pray. You know, again, when. COVID-19, when I saw in my dream realm uh, what God was telling me, I didn't immediately, you know, share it. I prayed about it. I prayed about it for like, I think like three weeks I was praying about this. 
when I finally shared it, and I believe that God was telling me to share it ahead of like bef- like a week before I even shared it, but I was trying to like find a way to put it together. Uh, and I asked the Lord, like, you know, help me share it. And I, and then I shared, I shared it on Facebook and, you know, at that time, nobody knew about what was going to happen. And I think like some people were like, oh, wow. Okay. But then after it happened, they were like, oh my goodness, Bernice, you did really say it, you know? So, um, you, you might be the John the Baptist, the God wanted you to talk up, you know, talk about what he's sharing with you, but always pray first. Always pray first because that's your your first assignment is to pray, okay? So that's prophetic prayer. Prophetic prayer has so much in depth. Um, but I wanted to start off on that foundation. We're talking about uh, fervent prayers. One of the fervent prayers is being a prophetic prayer warrior. You don't got to be a prophet to be a prophetic prayer warrior. Why? Because the Holy Spirit can speak to you. Everyone can prophesy. Everyone can do it. That does not make you a prophet or make you into, an, into a, a, a prophet in the, in the office of a prophet, okay? It just makes you a prophetic intercessor. A lot of intercessors are prophetic intercessors. There's prophetic teaching. Right now, I'm doing prophetic teaching. I had my experience, but everything else that I'm saying right now, God is telling me, the Holy Spirit is telling me to say it. That's why I feel the fire of God and all that on me. Because the anointing is the one that is speaking. That's why you have to fill yourself with the Lord, with his word, with encounters with him, with worship. That's what I mean, encounters with worship. And then he will pour into you what he needs. I even feel the wind of God in this room right now because God is showing himself. You know, when you prophetically do things, you start to feel the, the presence of the Lord. I'm prophetically teaching right now. Normally, I prophetically teach when I come on here. Sometimes I re-listen to what I'm saying because I don't remember what I said. And I'm like, wow, okay. And sometimes the Lord will give me the Bible verses, but I don't know how it's going to tie together until I start to speak. And, he, and then he makes it make sense. Remember when I said Isaiah 60, or when I, um, I prophesied what was going to happen and I heard God say Isaiah 60. And he said the favor, the favor is coming with the, with the prophets that are going to be sent to the apostles. I didn't know that. I came here, started to talk what God is telling me to, to say, and then he adds to it. That is why pastors i believe that there's some pastors that have a prophetic anointing on them they might not be prophets but they have a prophetic anointing because they're bringing the word of the lord at that time or at that place or to the body of christ or to that church it, you see sometimes pastors stand at the pulpit and say wait a minute god just changed my sermon like right now before i even got here it's because they're yielding to the Holy Spirit. They're not, you're, you're, they're not doing it for themselves. They're not saying what they want to say. They are like Micah prophets. M-I-C-A-H. Micah didn't care about what the other prophets were talking about. He said what the Lord wanted to, him to say. He knew the king didn't like him. But still, he, the king sent for him because he knew that he was going to tell the truth. You, are you a Micah prophet that would tell what to says the Lord? I remember my first time I preached. I, <laughs> I had a prophetic word. I did not have a message. I was praying 
in my office. I was praying all week. I'm like, Lord, what are you going to tell me to say? Nothing. The Lord said nothing. He gave me a prophetic word. I got there. I went and sat down. People, the other people came and preached. I was still sitting there. I'm like, I have nothing. I had a prophetic word. And, and um, yeah, I had, a prophetic, I had a prophetic word for somebody in the church. And, and that was the, um, it was for, actually, it was for um, the first lady's uh, brother was sick. And I didn't know that, but I had a prophetic word for the person. And so I got there, and literally, like five minutes before I went up, the Lord gave me the ver- um, the the passage to preach about, and it was Psalms ninety one. And I didn't write anything down. I didn't. I did not study nothing. I knew about Psalms ninety one, but I didn't go in depth to study because no, normally you study before you go and stand there and preach, right? But the thing is, God was trying to train me to depend on Him to tell me what to say. My first time. Actually preaching in front of people, like a, a large group of people in a church. And God did not tell me what to say until I got there because he wanted me to depend on him and not on myself. Because it's not by might, it's not, it's not by power, but it's by the spirit of the Lord. And the move of God came in that room. I prophesied on people through the spirit of the Lord. I preached Psalms 91. Well, I taught it, how, how the Lord told me, what he was telling me to say, I was saying it. Exactly what he was telling me to say. I was listening to him. I was like, okay, I don't know what you want me to say, so I'm just going to listen to you. And that was God activating me to be able to prophetically teach. Because I listened to what he's saying for me to say it. And so that's what prophetic prayer is. There's prophetic prayer, there's prophetic worship, there's prophetic. And that's what, when you get into that, allowing the Lord to fill your page you can do so much. You can see so much. And it will build so much of your faith. Prophetic worshipers, they don't know what you're going to sing. They don't know the melody. They just get there and God will put it on their heart. And then they'll start to uh, sing it. The, the prophetic pray, uh, worshipers, they don't know what to say next. They listen to what God is saying. And then they say it or they sing it. They are dependent on God. And that's what prophetic prayer, teaching, worship, um, pastoring, all of that. Releasing prophetic words, prophetic uh, poetry. They all depend on God. You become lesser and God become exalted. That is where the power is. And I want to end with that. That is where love is because you become selfless. And to become selfless, you have to put on love for others. For what God is doing for the Lord. So I'm going to pray Isaiah 61, 1, 2, 3 over you. Uh, I would say 1, 2, yeah, 1, 2, 3. This is when, or or we can also look in Luke 4, um, 18 to 19. Um, this is when Jesus, after he was tempted by um, Satan, when the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit led him to the wilderness, and after he was tempted, the angels of the Lord came and ministered to him. Right, and afterwards, Jesus began his um, ministry, and then uh, Jesus was rejected at Nazareth. 
that is where he closed the book, right? What happened in Nazareth? Before I say that, let's look at it. Um, Luke 4, 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. That's where he grew up, right? And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue. Remember when Jesus went to the synagogue when he was 12? Uh, I believe when he was 12, yeah. And his his mom and his uh, father were looking for him because he was preaching in there. That's something that he did. Um, and But this is a time where Jesus was in his, um, you know, his 30s, right? Um, so he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and, the, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendants and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They heard him fulfill the law. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? This is a whole sermon by itself. And he said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me. Physicians, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. So Jesus fulfilled this law. Basically, he fulfilled the scripture, right? By reading this. Saying the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me to be because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set the captives, uh, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is important because this is love at work. To be able to do all of this, you have to walk in compassion. You have to have love in your heart. And we say that, you know, um, prophetic prayer, prophetic worship, prophetic things that you do, that is Holy Spirit inspired, it comes out of a place of love because God is love, right? He's agape. And so I want to pray this prayer over you, Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Because the Lord has anointed you to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent you to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. 
to counsel those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So what does this mean? When you are in prophetic prayer, you are literally doing all of this. Your prayer does a lot. It does so much. You are literally, when you pray, the oil of joy is happening in somebody who is mourning. When you pray prophetically, God, the Holy Spirit will show you what to pray about. You are praying good tidings to the poor. When you pray, you're opening prison doors for those that are bound. Remember, Peter was in prison. The church was praying. And the angel came and released Peter from prison. Why? Because they were praying. So I want you to remember this in Jesus' name that this has been decreed over you and prayed over you. Um, and that you are at a place where you are open to the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to tell you what to say, to tell you what to open your mouth and do. Um, open your mouth and say to tell you what to do this is where prophetic prayer is where you start to feel the presence of angels around you okay so there's gonna be things that you're gonna be feeling i want you to be sensitive to the holy spirit what he tells you to do i want you to be sensitive to your to your to your atmosphere and also to your your um your body because you're going to be feeling some things you're going to be hearing some things you're going to be smelling some things tasting some things seeing some things okay uh and and just write it down and god is not going to put more on you than you can bear he's not going to just thrust you into the fire no he's going to give you some little sparks here and there so that you you start to get confident in what you are experiencing through jesus christ through the holy spirit through him through the through the lord so that the more you spend time with him, the more he's going to activate you even the more, okay? So I want you to listen to this uh, testimony of a time that I prayed to the Lord and he listened. And I, I, I'm, I'm sharing that testimony because I want to activate your faith, okay? I want to activate your faith with that testimony. And then you're going to go into the prophetic prayer. Remember to take your book, your uh, Bible as well. Take your book, your Bible. And if you have a speaker, you can take your speaker to to play worship, um, make sure that you have a um, a blank page to write down what God is saying. Okay, um, so yeah, I hope that you are blessed, and I love you so much for listening. I hope that you find an encounter with the Lord today. Thank you so much, and have a great time with the Lord, with Adonai. He is a wonderful Father, and He's ready to meet you with your thirst for Him your desire for him, and your desire for what his mission and his plan is at this time. Go in love to the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit be an anchor in the moment. All right, so I have shared about what prophetic prayer is, and I hope that you were blessed by it, that you feel the fire of God on you, you feel the impartation, you feel revelation, a raiment word, you feel peace in your heart, calmness in your mind. You feel like th the Lord is really talking to you at this time. Write it down. Write everything that the Lord is saying to you. I believe that this teaching, being a prophetic teaching right now that I was talking to you about, might you know activate something in you that God will use to help you when you do have that 
quiet time before him and that prayer time before him that intercession time before him that time that you spend with him for him to impart upon you what you, he wants you to do and so right now i want to share with you my testimony and afterwards um i want you to go into that moment of prophetically praying i remember when i had covid and i went to the hospital and you know when you go to the hospital, you have to pay a copay. And this is a, a, a glory to the Lord moment. And I am just want to share with you how effective prayer is. And you don't really have to be in any type of position or have any type of outfit on. But anyway, I was in a hospital. I had my hair wrapped up. I, I was having some symptoms at home. And so I went to the hospital. I drove myself. Because I wasn't about to be paying for no ambulance. You, you know how <laughs> expensive those are. But um, I was like, yeah, I can drive myself. I'm okay. And so I drove myself to the hospital. And uh, I got there and I was like, after I saw the, the, the doctor. And the doctor was like, you really look good to, to be somebody who has COVID. Everything is great. It's okay. You know, I had some issues um no more issues like how people have, but mine wasn't like to the extreme extreme. But there were certain things that I I just had to go to the hospital to make sure that you know everything was functioning well, and that was me just walking in wisdom. Um, and so I remember they left me there for like I was in the hospital for like I'll say like thirty minutes or forty minutes, and. They were just monitoring me for, for that time. And I remember I told the Lord, I was like, Lord, that's, that's all I said. I didn't go into tongues. I didn't go lay on my face on the floor. I didn't kneel down. I was just laying in the bed and I told the Lord, you know, just like how I'm saying right now. I was like, Lord, I'm not paying for this copay. I know it's like a $150 copay. And I told the Lord, I'm not paying for it. I know you're going to pay for this copay. I'm not paying anything out of my pocket for this. And so, you know, of course, you know, I, I paid for it with my card. But in my heart and with the prayer that I prayed to the Lord, I knew that God is going to cover, you know, that 150 And so I was like, yeah, I'm not paying for it, Lord. You have to pay for it. And after I went home... As I was like driving myself back home, I remember telling the Lord, my money is going to come back to me. And I was basically letting the Lord know I believe what I just prayed for. And that's the thing about prayer is that you have to have faith. You have to believe. And that's the thing. The faith is what you need because the Bible says that the faith, the size of a mustard seed can what move mountains. You can say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will because you have faith. You know, people who have the gift of faith can pray ridiculous prayers, can do ridiculous things. And it's because, you know, they have this superpower faith. That's what I call it, superpower faith, you know. But if you're somebody, uh, and I'm not saying it's superpower, you know, but I'm saying like it's magnified, like their faith is magnified you know, compared to somebody who doesn't have the gift of faith. And so if you don't have the gift of faith, you build it up by being obedient to the Lord, by doing what God tells you to do, even if you don't see it. Because the Bible says that, you know, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. 
That is the best way to build your faith when you don't see it. When you don't see the end of what God is saying and you just do it. It shows the Lord that you trust him and that you have faith to see it happen. Because the Bible says that, you know, what is seen is temporary, right? But what is not seen is eternal. And so if you want to build your faith, do the things that scare you, what that God is telling you to do. You know, there are times where I've planned, you know, ministry things that God told me to do where I didn't see the whole picture. But at the time that I was there or at the time of the event, everything was put together. Everything came together. It's because the Lord placed in me that ability to have faith, to see it happen. You know, it's like making a pot roast. You don't really know what's going on, you know, in the in the crock pot. But you know, at the end, it's going to come out juicy, right? Because that crock pot has been cooking for like six hours now. And you know, when you, you open that crock pot, it's going to smell good. It's going to taste perfect. That is like faith. You don't, you just put your faith in that crock pot. You just turn it on. And just have faith that by the time it's six hours, that crock pot is going to open up and you're going to taste some good meal. So think about it that way. And so when I, I came home after like a couple weeks um, of me still getting, you know, over COVID and all that, I looked, I looked in my bank account and the $150 was returned to me. So you see how it is. You, you pray and you just believe it. You don't, you know, I didn't go in tongues and, and doing, you know, doing all type of, I just prayed how I, I would talk to the Lord at that time, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that praying in tongues is not bad. No, it's, I pray in tongues, but there's times where I feel the need to do that. You know, there's times where I just talk to the Lord, like how I'm talking to you guys. And there are times where I go in depth into it. And you just, and that's, that, that is flowing with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will show you when to pray in tongues. There are times where, you know, before I go and minister somewhere, I remember before I went to minister somewhere um, at a church, a prayer meeting at a church, and, the, you know, everybody was there, and it was my turn to go and minister. And all through the day, I was praying in tongues, you know. But when I got there, here I was praying in English because the Holy Spirit wanted, wanted them to hear what I was saying or what he was saying through me. So, you know, you just have to flow with the Holy Spirit. But I wanted to share that testimony to let somebody know that, you know, when you pray, you have to have faith. That's the thing. Faith is what holds your prayer in place. Faith is is the important thing because you believe it. That is going to happen. And you're even expecting it because you have to expect it, Right. Alright, so now I've shared my testimony. I hope that that blessed you. God is always looking for our heart to speak to Him. However you pray, in tongues, if you pray in English, you pray, you know, loudly, you pray quietly, you pray uh, laying down, sitting up, however you pray. God wants you to be yourself because He uniquely created you. So um, that is very important because sometimes your gift is tied to who you are, to your uniqueness, okay? Sometimes there are people who pray, shout, there are people who preach, shout, there are people who, who preach calmly, 
it's all in who God created them to be. And so when you are yourself before the Lord to pray to him, your gifts are also being activated because God recognizes you. He doesn't recognize the pretend you or the person that you're trying to imitate in front of him, right? And so that's why, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is telling me that's why, um, you know, David, when Saul said, hey, here's my armor, go and use my armor to defeat Goliath. And David put it on. He's like, ah, this don't feel good to me. I've not tested this, you know. And that's true. He not tested it. What he tested was the the sling and the uh, the slingshot and the stone is what he used to defeat those bears and the animals, the beasts that he fought in the in the wilderness when he was, uh, well, not in the wilderness, but you know, in in the wild places where he met them when he was tending to the sheep. That's what he's familiar with, right? And so God wants you to be you, because that's who He sees you as. If David went in front of Goliath with armor that he's not familiar with, you know, he will be pretending to be somebody else and he will not be able to defeat his giant, right? And so when you come before the Lord, you have to come with the with who you are, with the armor that he's given you, with who you are, so that you can defeat your giants. Because when you are in intercession, when you're praying, when you're spending time with the Lord, you are defeating giants. You might not see them in the spirit. You might not see them right in front of you. But your prayers defeat giants that you might not even see that are bigger than you. So it's effective. So in prophetic prayer, don't pretend to be somebody else. Just be you. Uh, pray how God is telling you to pray. Listen. It's about listening. So I pray for an activation over your ears at this time. Your ears. I pray that you will listen, that your ears will be open. Yes, your ears will be open. That you, you will be able to hear. You will be able to hear. You will be able to hear what God is saying. You will be able to hear what Jehovah is saying. You will be able to hear. You will go to the right person. You will go to the right person. You will go to the right person. Uh, remember Eli and Samuel, right? Uh, Eli was like, hey, um, you know, Samuel, when you hear the Lord, when you hear the person calling you, go, say, say that here I am, Lord, right? Here I am. Samuel kept going to Eli, but the Lord is calling some of you. Oh, my God. The Lord is calling some of you. And you're going to the wrong person. You're going to the wrong place. You're going to the wrong thing. You know, so I pray that your ears will be activated, that you're, you, will, you will surrender your, your senses to the Lord. So pray that, Lord, I surrender my senses to you. I surrender my ears to you, Lord. I surrender my mind, my eyes. I surrender um, my skin to you. I surrender my nose, my lips, my tongue. I surrender my eyes to you. I surrender my senses, all my senses to you, Jehovah, that you will uh, be able to speak through them. I give it to you as your in, as as instrument for you to use at this time. Um, I I remove anything in the name of Jesus from um, from these senses, from my senses that are blocking it, that are causing me not to be able to 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 hear you or to see what you're saying. Just as you remove the scales out of um, Saul's eyes, God, I pray you remove the scales out of every place in my senses that are not of you. In the name of Jesus, let the light of God shine upon it right now in the name of Jesus. So um, I pray that over you. Amen.
And I want you to go with your journal with you, okay, your journal with you, and just go and just sit before the Lord or, you know, lay before the Lord, uh, stand before the Lord. Like I said, the best ways to enter into prophetic prayer is is through either um, tongues, praying in tongues, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, or worship. And I'm going to pray, I'm going to play worship. It's called Designed by Upper Rim. And then there's going to be prophetic instrument that will follow afterwards. If this is not something that you want to listen to, you don't feel like the atmosphere is set for that, please turn on the worship that you feel the Lord is leading you to worship with. Or you can turn it off and then stop praying in tongues if that's what you think God is leading you. Or maybe God is leading you to sit or God is leading you to stop praying. Whatever God is telling you to do right now. I want you to uh, listen to what he's saying and do it because activation is happening right now. After you listen to this um, preaching, there's activation. Okay, so go with an empty um, book, an empty page and let the Lord feel it. Okay, let the Lord feel it. Remember that prophetic prayer is not going with your agenda, but going to do the agenda of the Lord. Okay. So it's not about us, it's about the Lord, what He wants to do, what He is um, releasing to you to do, what He wants to happen, what He wants to to do at that moment with you and Him, okay? Remember that He can trust you to pray and be obedient and be uh, be somebody who can keep what He tells you to keep to yourself and say what he tell you to say, right? So have that moment, that sacred moment with the Lord. And I hope that you feel the presence of the Lord in the room. Surrender the room to the Lord in Jesus' name. Let the angels of the Lord take position in the room, east, west, south, north, of your, of your place. Surrender the atmosphere to Jehovah. Let the Spirit of the Lord be upon the room. Let the glory of God, of Jehovah, be upon the room. And let the Holy Spirit have His way in the room and in you at this moment. In the name of Jesus, we invite the Holy Spirit in the place. In the name of Jesus Christ, we do pray. Amen. Take off.
designed for God to touch and revive his people again. This night was designed for God to move however he chooses. So if you're waiting on another structured song, you're not going to get it tonight. We wanted to build an altar. place that God spoke or he moved in any way the people of God built an altar as an honor sign of honor to him wherever God moved or wherever he, he made a way or whenever he did something or whenever he required a sacrifice and our hearts must be willing to build an altar only where we can bless him for all the things that he's done but so we can give him everything that he is requiring out of us so right where you are
Oh, yeah. 
Fire! 